Hi, I'm Jeremy Wagner, proud to be the general manager of the new Nissan Lloydminster. The new Lloydminster Nissan will soon be moving into a new location, with construction on our new building underway right now. While our location is changing, you can still expect the same great service and professionalism from the new Lloydminster Nissan. We're proud to support the community through a one-of-a-kind live broadcast with Kurt Price that focuses on events, people, and issues that concern our community and area. We're proud to work with other businesses to promote local agriculture, our heavy oil industry, and entrepreneurs. We give back to the community through sponsorships like the Lloyd X Grill, the Nissan Hall, as well as the CPCA Finals and the North American Chuck Wagon Championship. Our employees are encouraged and excited to volunteer in the community. And of course, we're here with our fantastic lineup of new Nissan vehicles and our extensive new to you lineup, which is just as impressive. We're proud to be the new Lloydminster Nissan, and we look forward to seeing you here today and at our new location very soon. At the new Nissan Lloydminster, where we won't sell you a car, we'll help you buy one. This is Lloydminster Show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloydminster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan. Hey, welcome inside the new Lloydminster Nissan on uh, what is a little bit of a cloudy Tuesday morning, but that's supposed to clear up and be another uh, great day, and it's supposed to be uh, great for our farmers out there. Uh, here inside the new Lloydminster Nissan, uh, we have got a beautiful, beautiful yellow 370Z we want you to come take a look at, and out in the parking lot, uh, we are stocked with new and pre-owned vehicles. Have a look at the new Lloydminster Nissan. Uh, take one for a test drive and uh, we'll soon be moving so we would rather sell you a vehicle than uh, move it so come see us here at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan for a fantastic vehicle uh, with uh, the best warranty in the business. Well, our guests today are Tara Anderson and Sean Newman with uh, For the Kids Sake. That's a group on Facebook and they meet regularly as well. Uh, Miranda Courts from Family Faith Freedom also joins us. And this is in order to talk about the 1 million March for Children, which is happening on September 20th. They're going to give us the details on that or at least the details as they know them uh, going into this morning because they're adding things all the time. I want to say a big thank you to Slim and his team for having me out to MC the Gord Bamford concert on Friday night out in Marwane. Just had an absolute blast and uh, seems like a lot of people enjoyed it. There are a lot of good things about uh, Gord Bamford, of course, but about Dwayne Steele and his performance as well. So great show. I hope they do it again. Uh, the weekend didn't stop there. Thank you to Neil and Lori Harris for having me out to MC the Walk of Remembrance which was Saturday afternoon. What an incredible turnout and uh, just another first-class event. And wanted to give a big shout-out to the Marsden Street Fest, which had a fantastic turnout with over 600 people. And that's pretty impressive, especially during harvest season, to have 600 people out there. We wanted to go but had other commitments, some of which you've uh, just uh, heard me talk about. But next year's date is already set for September the 7th. It will be the 4th Marsden Street Fest. And don't forget, you can still get your Harvest Family Supper raffle tickets for just $20 each with the draw on Monday. E-transfer through Tracy Kurtz at 306-823-3902. Tracy also 
dropped off some maple butter for me, which I haven't tried yet, which I think that's going to be uh, supper tonight. We had another great meal in the field last week. We're looking forward to another meal this week. And this week we are heading out to see Ken and Colleen Layton, who farm in the Streamstown area. They have land further into Alberta as well, but they farm and they're going to be out by a Streamstown on Thursday. So we have some tremendous sponsors that help us out with meals in the fields like Sobeys, Lloyd Minster, Vical Agro, the Gary Malka Foundation, the Tent Guys, and of course Diamond 7 Meats. And uh, we have a fantastic meal planned for the Laytons on Thursday and their crew and some of their neighbors as well. So we're really looking forward to that. And keep those nominations coming on the sponsor Facebook pages because you could win a quarter of beef and there are not one but two quarters of beef to give away here at the end of September. And uh, it is uh, well into harvest season now. Uh, you know, last week we were surprised at how many people were just starting to roll. We thought it would be a very early harvest, but it uh, kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, but to take us through the harvest season, we have something special for you again this year. It's called Thoughts from the Tractor Seat, and it features the flying farmer Garth George, and it's brought to you by Agra Energy Partners. Thoughts from the tractor seat with the flying farmer Garth George is brought to you by Agra Energy. Agra Energy, striving every day to help and improve landowners with their oil and gas surface lease management. Call 1-855-871-0306 or find them on Facebook. Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of Thoughts from the Tractor Seats. Your host here, Garth. I'm exhausted. I've had a big day yesterday. I took my five-year-old combining. Anyway, don't get me wrong. I love my kid. It was tons of fun. But this is John Deere's responsibility and all other equipment managers. Because when you as a father run out of I Spy or playing the game Harry off Dumb and Dumber running at a tremendous rate, it's a small cab. Anyway, that's my thought today. He's coming back out combining. It's going to be a great day. I hope you have one too. And remember, if you get a minute, slap Justin Trudeau for me. Actually, that just reminded me of Justin Trudeau, that little move my son was playing, because that's off the movie Dumb and Dumber. Get it? Shades of Dumb and Dumber there. Feels like you're harvesting at an incredible rate. Well, if you're faced with a cleanup from wind, fire, or water damage, or you're looking for help with mold or asbestos contamination, or even drug cleanup, you can call BioClean Disaster Services. Jody Herbis is the master of disaster. It says so on the back of his truck. Did I ever tell you I thought it said master of ceremonies at first when I first saw it? And I was like, hey, I'm the master of ceremonies. I'm the guy that's out there doing all these. And they said, no, look closer, Kurt. It's the master of disaster, which makes a whole lot more sense. And he said his uh, staff gave him that moniker. They're a local company that will move quickly and help you get your life back to where it was before the disaster. Their focus is on taking care of your possessions, taking care of your property, taking care of you, especially taking care of your family and getting things done quickly and keeping you updated along the way. That's why you should call BioClean Disaster Services, a local company, 1-833-246-8326. 
Feel Good Day is one week away. The Lloydminster District Co-op Feel Good Day is next Tuesday, September the 19th at each of their gas bars. We used to call them gas stations when I was a kid. Gas stations, not their gas bars. Uh, five cents per liter of fuel pump that day will go towards LPSD and LCSD school breakfast programs. Plus, they have a few other things that are going on that day, including some barbecues. And this is happening at all of their co-op gas bar locations. But we'll be live at the 18th Street Co-op on Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. to tell you all the details and help set up what is sure to be a fantastic day to raise a lot of money for local breakfast programs. The Lloydminster Legion Branch number 39 hosting an open house on Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, they have Jordan Pollard performing and I believe that's Legion Week across Canada. Also, police dog presentation, uh, some fun stuff for the kids. Festivities start at 1 o'clock. We'll find out all about this next Thursday when the Lloydminster Legion joins us. The Kids Scotty Golf Club has a mixed scramble this Saturday. Darren DeYoung is the president of the Kids Scotty Golf Club and uh, he told us they have some big prizes and you can register your team by emailing kidscottygolfclub at live.com. 16th of September, we have a four-person mixed scramble. Um, so that'll be a, uh, your teams are going to be consistent of two males, two females. Um, it's going to be shotgun start as well. We have 15 spots open for teams there um, at that point in time. Then we will close that registering as well. But same thing, um, you know, it's going to be an 18-hole course, $250 entry per team. And it's going to include your round. It's going to include a cart rental. Um, we're going to have enough carts there. So everybody, all the teams are going to have carts. So we're going to actually going to have 30 carts rolling around that golf yeah. course. And it's going to be, it's going to be a great event too. We actually have uh, Hooper contracting came in as well and sponsored a hole in one contest on a par three, which is really, really exciting. You have a chance to win $8,000 if you get a hole in one on one of our par three holes should be a lot of fun and i just want to show you just want to take a minute here to give you a little bit of a review on what's been happening here at the new lloyd mr nissan because you know i told you that we're going to be moving soon right we're going to moving locations so um they're doing a few things here and so some of us are sharing desks i'm sharing a desk with bucky that's why you see the gatorade that's why you see the airplane that's why you see the bobblehead his his desk but that's not the only thing bucky has let me show you what it's like sharing a desk with bucky okay under here, in the tickle trunk, we have not your average bag of Cheetos, but a huge bag of Cheetos, okay? Now, some people might have like a um, chocolate bar or something in their desk in case they get hungry in the afternoon, right? Something fill them up. This is what Bucky has. He has a box of chocolate bars. It's a box of eat mores in his desk. Okay, but that doesn't stop there, okay? Then we have these uh, cheese bits, okay? There's cheese bits. Oh, there's uh, chocolates, a cho another chocolate bar, and uh, an uncashed check from, oh, I don't know, seven months ago or something like that. That's the way life is like when you share a desk 
with Bucky. Let's get back into some fun stuff here. Uh, the Loyalist Regional Theater Foundation is hosting a hats off hockey pool auction at Three Trees Tap and Kitchen on September 21st. It's a Thursday. I get to be your host and really looking forward to this. The evening starts at six o'clock. It includes the auction, of course. There's a meal for $30, and all three meal choices are fantastic. Uh, you can visit victubatheater.ca for all the details, but we'll find out more on this on Thursday. The Lloyd Mr. Theatre Foundation and the Vic Juba Theatre are going to be joining us to talk more about this hats off auction where they sell the 32 NHL teams. This Sunday is the Terry Fox run in Lloydminster, and Heather Cleggis gives us the details. September 17th, that's a Sunday, and once again this year, we're fortunate enough to hold it at Bud Miller Park. So that morning, registration will open at 9 a.m., and then we're going to get the run, or if you choose to walk, or however you choose to participate, that'll get started at 10 a.m. that morning. And the theme this year is Dear Terry. You can register today by going to terryfox.org. Part of this year is uh, the slogan is Dear Terry, and that where they're asking people to go and uh, write a note to Terry on there, which we have actually some of the uh, some of the little postcards that they sent us. Um, they're already uh, stamped to. Uh, be uh, sent back to the uh, foundation and that and uh, we're gonna ask people to go and write note to Terry and uh, put it in a mailbox and uh, that we're gonna have at the location and somebody will get a free shirt out of it we're gonna draw a name out of there the fourth annual Nigel Stapleton Memorial Sporting Clay Tournament is this Sunday, September the seventeenth, at the Hillmond Red and Arena. That starts at eleven a.m. with last call at two p.m. Cost is just fifty dollars cash only. That includes ammunition. And got a message from Carolyn Park last night. Wanted me to pass this along. If you have Carolyn's been a guest on the show, but if you are one of those people who loves music, you're a music enthusiast, you love to write music, you love to play music, she's inviting you to join her at a songwriting circle the last Thursday of the month, each month for the next three months from 7 to 8.30 at Second Cup. This is what they call a songwriting circle. It's a chance to grow, a chance to learn, a chance to thrive with other musicians in the area. And Carolyn would love it if you gave her a call for more information, 780-870-5080. 840. Once again, our guest today, Tara Anderson, Sean Newman, they're here for From the Kids' Sake, and also Miranda Courts from Family Faith Freedom. They're next to talk about the One Million March for Children happening September 20th in over 250 communities across Canada. It's more than just taxes at LNACPA. Assurance, accounting, retirement planning, estate planning, business consulting, financial consulting, farm program support, and bookkeeping. But yes, there is always taxes. The team at LNACPA is committed to helping you achieve your best results and will be there to assist you every step of the way. LNACPA, with offices in Provost, Vermilion, and Lloydminster. At Jason Arden Associates Cooperators, we're proud to be a top-rated local insurance company that offers flexible solutions and expert advice for all your insurance and investment needs. We'll work with you to tailor your insurance specific to your needs, and we offer investment advice that always puts you first. At Cooperators, one of our core values is to support the communities we live in. When you support Jason Arden & Associates Cooperators, you are supporting local nonprofits and initiatives. Since 2020, we have donated 60000 to local nonprofits, youth sponsorships, and various special projects. When was the last time your insurance company did that? 
How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. Welcome back inside the new Lloydminster Nissan. We have Tara Anderson here. Uh, we have Miranda Quartz here, and we have Sean Newman here. And Sean's going to read our uh, superior water advertisement for us. You ever think you'd have somebody on that would get a kick out of reading somebody else's advertisement? I never thought that would. Well, I do. Actually, Maria. I do. Maria from Maria Coconut from Spiros. Does it? gets a kick out of doing that. Yeah. So she, I'm not the first to ask. Not that. the first. Not the first to ask. Well, now I got to get put on the spot, hey, folks? Well, here we go. Okay. Superior Water, specializing in nothing but water with over 22 years in the business. They're proud and confident that their water and their service is superior. For iron filters, water softeners, reverse osmosis, distillers, chlorine removal, and H2S odor removal, give Superior Water a call at 780-875-6636. That's 780-875-6636. Or visit them at 57th Avenue, right beside Sheepskin Loft, and stay hydrated with pure, clean water. I don't know. I'm assuming I'm going to say <laughs> that Kurt drinks superior water because I like the taste, and he believes it is superior. I there do, and my whole family does as well. I um, actually what a weird thing to get a kick out of doing, but I enjoy. Well, and they got the tele. You know, it's like oh, I kind of feel big time over on this well, side. I, I love the teleprompter. Like it, it's fairly new still. So, still takes you feel a big time of, then too. All still right, takes a little enough. bit of getting used to, but yeah. I really enjoy it. And when you get into television, they teach you to um, print off all your notes, right, in case something happens to the teleprompter. The teleprompter will go down at any time, and then all of a sudden you're live and you have no notes or anything. So, the thing you're supposed to do, and Bucky told me this is one. This is the only thing I've ever learned from Bucky is you read the teleprompter, and then you look down once in a while, read off the paper, look up, read the teleprompter, and then you. That's how you keep pace with, with everything, and then you're not staring at the. Well, and I don't know. Maybe your listeners will think I just rattled off. that off real fast. They're like, "Holy man!" <laughs> not, not uh, for sure. Okay, uh, as mentioned, we have Tara and Sean here. They are from uh, for the kids' sake, and we also have Miranda Quartz here, who is with uh, Family Faith of Freedom, and we're going to talk about the Million March for Children, and uh, we're going to find a little bit more about these groups as well, and. Uh, I mentioned it to somebody this morning, actually, about the uh, the kids walkout, and I was like, the kids walkout thing, and they were like, what are you talking about, kids walking out? So that's where we're at. We want to explain to you what is uh, happening on September the 20th, but to start us off, let's talk about uh, For the Kids' Sake. What is uh, For the Kids' Sake? It's very popular group on Facebook, I know that, but what what exactly is it? Sean, you tell the story well. Oh, sure. Um... Basically, it's just a group of concerned citizens, right? In the middle of lockdowns, you know, we were being told a whole bunch of different things that all of us kind of didn't understand. We're like, 
I don't know, does that make any sense to you? So a group of us just got together and wanted to just be informed. You know, I'm a parent. I was like, I'm trying to do the best by my family. And there was a bunch of others like that. And so in the middle of, uh, or in late 2020, I guess, we just got together and started bringing in different speakers to just try and make sense of what was going on. So lawyers, doctors, professionals, some just civil servants, if you would. And that's just kind of grew and, and it's blossomed in Lloyd because we've been able to attract, you know, some different speakers to come in. And basically the idea is um, seeing some things that we're concerned about as parents and then trying to get people in to talk about them. And that way we can find out if it's reasonable for us to want to do anything with it or just hear about it. And under my, like from where I stand, listening to somebody talk and hearing their ideas, all it does for me is just kind of like, oh, I like that or I don't like that. And I just move on with my life and, and, and continue on. And for the kids' sake was a group of us from this area that at the darkest days of when, you know, the mandates and the lockdowns were happening, just continued to talk and get together and try and bring some people that were credible to just give us some information that's all we we're looking for and so that blossomed for the kids sake because we weren't doing it for Sean or Tara or any other parent we were doing it literally for our kids because we're trying to um, see what the, the world's thrown at us and, and if there's anything that we need to get educated on then we try and educate ourselves and hopefully uh, the surrounding area. You find it was easier during COVID than it is now? No um, I, don't, I don't think so I guess like Tara would be greater like during COVID was everything was heightened if you mm-hmm. you know that's Kurt from having your guests on and me having my guests on anytime I had anyone that talked openly about anything you know it was heightened everybody's senses were like really heightened and um we were living through one of the hardest periods of my life so back then I think the biggest fear was you know like can we can we meet can we go together can you know because you think about it and now at least you know, we had um, Tamara Leach come through probably four months ago, I want to say. And we only had like a week or two to put it on. And we had, you know, 240 people show up to the casino. And, um, you know, at the height of COVID, I mean, maybe we're getting 200 people in a room to, to just listen to a lawyer be like, this is what's going on and this is what you're seeing. So I don't know. And Tara would have a different uh, viewpoint from that. Yeah, and I would add to what Sean said, and I can't speak for everyone in the group, but something that was really alarming to us and one of the big reasons for coming together was seeing the mental health crisis and learning some of the statistics. And I've shared this lots before, but it's just such a pivotal time for myself, was learning that um, the Children's Helpline had 1.9 million calls in 2019, and that rose to 4.2 in 2020. When I learned that as a mom, I just couldn't ignore that anymore. And that's when I reached out, and there was just a group of us kind of all feeling the same way. And I don't know that it's, you asked if it's easier during COVID to get people together. I, I think there's, people are still seeking for discussion and to engage in conversation and learn, and learn from, like you said, credible experts that are coming into a room. And so we're still seeing that need and people wanting to gather and, and again, engage in that discussion. So the group has stayed pretty much the same. Is it continue to grow? And the concerns have obviously changed. Or have the concerns changed that much? <laughs> I think the concerns have just, it's just a new year, a new uh, set of things. I would say the group has definitely grown. Uh, I mean, the first time we ever met, there was like, 15 of us maybe and we're all going like i don't know what do we do and then uh you know not to go too deep into it but you know the second time there was 50 and then it just grew and grew and grew and now i mean um 
I'm sure uh, we can put the Substack up if anyone care, uh, cares to just see what we put out once, you know, once every couple of weeks. But um, now you got a Substack of 500 plus from the area, so it's 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 just this slow little group. And Facebook obviously is way bigger than our Substack, mm -hmm. but it's just a way to keep people, you know, when you're confused about what you're hearing through social media or maybe even a podcast it's just a way to get together with your community hear somebody speak on stage then have the community talk afterward you, you know oh, oh kurt's here what do you think kurt and then you you get that discussion because most of us are leading such busy lives you know the economy right now ain't helping anybody out so everybody's going as hard as they can and you kind of hear about some things in the passing and then you get on with your day and this is just a way to like bring everybody in have a credible night where it isn't, you know, like somebody up on stage, we try and do it in the right possible way where, you know, you come in and it's a nice evening and then we leave time at the end. So you haven't seen Tara for a month. You go, like, how you been? And you just get community talking to community. It's very healthy. Part of our mission with our group is to build a community of like-minded people that want to, everything we do is for the kids. That is what it always comes back to with us is, you know, bettering, you know, any situation for our kids, but also keeping in mind their future, right? And doing what we can to protect them and the future world they're going to grow up in. So, yeah. Okay, and Miranda, tell us about Family Faith Freedom. So Family Faith Freedom was developed um, back in 2020, again, when um, things were starting to go very crazy and things weren't making sense for us. Um, we started doing a lot of research and digging and um, like, like these guys, um, talking to professionals and stuff that um, had maybe different views and opinions uh, professionally for uh, than what the governments or health authorities were maybe saying and um, at that time we were gearing more we were, we geared towards children as well but we were gearing towards um, just education as a whole for the communities um, we just were watching rights and and freedoms of individuals in the communities being lost, jobs being lost, people ending up homeless. Um, the homeless rates um, increased by 62% um, by the end of uh, September 2020. Um, and we just felt that we needed to educate people. We needed to get um, both sides of information out there. And so we started to um, do boots on the ground of um, handing out information and um, websites and. Um, doctors and lawyers and things like that of information so that people had both sides of the story and could make informative decisions for themselves and we've just grown since then to just keep keep holding um, governments and authorities to account in the in the end that's that's what their job should be is answering to the people and not to each other so that's what we've continued to do and um, with this uh, newest initiative um, it's been a year in the making um, of what's been coming down the pipes for kids in the schools and I know that myself I've spoken to so many teachers that are so uncomfortable with where the schools have gone and the lack of parental involvement um, because of um, authorities saying that you know parents should not have the uh, knowledge of what's going on in the schools and so this this for us is a is a really big um, initiative that to bring that back to uh, to the parents is the uh, the education and and the um, uh, knowledge of what's going on with their students in class 
So your your group is parents, and it's a faith-based parent group? So we are a faith-based, faith not just parent group. We have grandmothers. We have um, people that don't have children. We are just a uh, group of community members all together. We have doctors, lawyers, teachers. We have all sorts of members within this group. So you you mentioned this latest initiative that's been a year in the making. Um, where do we start with the um, Million March for Children? Um, uh, who, like, let's well, start I, with what it is first. No, no, you you go first because I'll tell. Um, uh, I can certainly share where where I hop in, but you start. Uh, so the Million Miranda. March for Children is again um, just to go back over is basically it's the initiative to bring education back home. Um, to involve parents, parents' rights, to give parents back the rights to what their children are learning in school. Um, with the uh, indoctrination and sexualization that's been going on, um, it's a very scary thing when your kids come home and they're telling you that this is what was said in class and that the teachers have told you, told your student that they're not to tell their parents. Like, that's huge red flags. There should never be secrets, and there's way too many secrets that have been going on. So the Million March is to expose and um, hopefully help some of the governments. And I say help because we have had a few governments who are now standing up to parents' rights being number one. Um, other governments, not so much yet, but we're hoping that with this Million March across Canada, um, in over 250 some cities have now registered. So we're hoping that that will help other governments stand up to this and start realize, recognizing that parents and have rights and their rights should be honored first and foremost. I think it might be helpful to read their mission statement too, just sure. to, so that the listener can understand exactly what their mission is. And if anyone's looking for it, it is the number one million march number four children.com. Right. Um, so their mission is we are brothers and sisters in humanity standing up to free our children from bondage and indoctrination, breaking the system designed to sexualize our children. So, and then I could explain who they are, it's just two short sentences, a couple short sentences. Sure. Um, uniting diverse backgrounds and faiths, we share a resolute purpose, advocating for the elimination of the sexual orientation and gender identity, so SOGI, curriculum, pronouns, gender ideology, and mixed bathrooms in schools. As a symbol of our commitment, students are encouraged to participate in a nationwide school walkout on that day. Additionally, major cities across the nation will host March events like ours, and together we stand united to safeguard the well-being and innocence of our children. And I think the thing that really appealed to me about this entire um, idea was the f two things. The first is that it doesn't matter, like, I don't know, there's been so much division in our country, yeah. in the world for that matter. Um, and this is just an idea that is, is so, it's bringing everybody together for one common thing, and that's our children. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what your faith is, your... Um, your faith, your race, your sexuality, none of that matters. All you have to do is have a heart for children and care about what's in the classroom and what they're being exposed to. And the second thing is it's for the children, which is the entire purpose of our For the Kids Sake. Like Sean and I said, we got it. We have to get on board with this because this is 100% why we exist. So I think you might answer this question, but is it for both the Catholic School Division and Lloyd Public School Division? Absolutely. Okay, I, I thought so by the mission. So coming out because they feel it's important to voice that this matters. Well, I, and for I, a lot of the homeschoolers, they left because of this. Yes. I, I'm one of those homeschoolers. I homeschool because I uh, because of this. I, I I'm 
I want my son to be a, a child for as long as possible. I want him to have that innocence for as long as possible. And let's face it, when you get into these topics of, of, of adult nature, um, you take away that innocence. You can't unhear those things. And so, you know, that's one of the biggest key important things here is, you know, it's a lot different. We're not um, against um, sexual education in schools. There has to be at some level some education there for sure but I don't think that it needs to be brought to you know kindergarten to grade six students you know and and I think that it needs to be very careful about what is being taught in those sexual education classes because you can't you can't go back you can't go back once once you put that in their ear that 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 ends a lot of things for them that puts them on a whole nother level from being a kid to to more adult stuff and kids need to be kids as long as they can so let me ask you with with the Mo government in Saskatchewan, and we're both we're under Saskatchewan uh, school here. Do, do, do what they has has what they implemented changed your way of thinking that maybe you could send your son back to school knowing that uh, parents will be informed of pronoun changes right. up until the age of 16. So while I, I am I'm so appreciative and grateful that um, Scott Mo has stepped up to include parental rights back in the schools and, and Minister Duncan before the cabinet shift to um, make that uh, a legislation, legislation as it stands right now, it, it's not enough because all they've, all they've done at this point now is that they have um, in, put it, parents' rights in when it comes to pronouns and name changes and gender changes. So there's still a ways to go. There's still more that needs to be involved with that, but it is a definitely a step in the right direction, but it is not enough of a step yet for me. I will, I will add to that. They're just scratching the surface with that. Yeah. And um, even though the SOGI curriculum is not in Saskatchewan schools, the content is. There is content, and um, and it's only on pause. That's the other thing. So right. in Saskatchewan schools has only been temporarily paused. It has not been completely eliminated yet. Yeah. So we still have some. They did three things. They, um, if anyone under the age of 16 wants to change their name or pronoun, they need to have parental consent, and they are asking for parental consent now for all sex health classes. Mm -hmm. And then the last one was um, no third party organizations can come in, like right. Planned Parenthood, which is what happened in Lumsden. Yep. Um, so those three things, but there is still content in the curriculum. So it's scratching the surface, and like you said, we're grateful for that, but there's more that needs to happen. And, and you got to remember, too, they're being sued right now, so mm -hmm. there's no saying that it won't come right back in yeah, in like a very short matter, yeah. right? Yeah. So one of the things with a march, you know, you wish governments just did what was, and people... What, 82% of people have said that. Have said. But that's not the way this works. And honestly, you know, uh, whatever side you fell on the convoy going to Ottawa, it was a show of Canadians, we're not happy anymore. We've all done what's right. We've all pushed again. We've all, we've all, and finally it was a show of like, you can't hide this anymore. People are upset. And I wish it was different. But uh, the matter is, when you're upset in a democratic country, you voice your opinion to government officials. And if they don't, you know, get in line, the next thing you do is you, you, you become vocal and you show your force and you actually show up. I'm upset with this and I don't want this anymore because the other side is showing up and saying we're going to sue the pants off you mm -hmm. because this is going to protect kids. And there's a lot of people that just don't agree with that. The poll, if you just go off the polls, which I'm not a big fan of polls, but the polls show majority of people are not for this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's yeah. a reason why provinces, 
provinces are all starting to come out saying like this is we gotta you know but it's it's a hard battle and so we have to encourage our government when you see something like what saskatchewan did even though we can say they're scratching the surface it's a step in the right direction Absolutely. and you've got to support yes. them Absolutely. can't just all go back to our jobs and go oh that's yeah, good yeah. it's like no we we gotta we gotta show them that they're doing the right thing 100%. you know encourage encourage the mayor here of this town to come out and we both know albers and he's a great man and I want him to come out, but I also want Garth Roswell to come out, and I want Colleen Young to come out because, yeah. as it sits right now, the Saskatchewan government is on side with what we're, you know, this September 20th is. And to me, what was uh, so like, I don't know if moving is the right word, Kurt, but in our country right now, if, if it was a Christian man who came out and said, we're going to do a march, it would get me met with such opposition because it's probably a white Christian male, probably. I'm just saying that. But instead, it's, it's, it's a Muslim man from Ottawa. And he says, I want you all to come. And I'm like, well, it's about time we went and showed, like, the minorities of this country that we are on the same page as them. There's a ton in this community of ours, and everyone we've talked to are on board with what we're trying to do because we've been trying to pull them all together to come out with us. It's a, it's a unifying and way. And they're coming. Yeah, the Muslim community is going to be um, at our march, so that's, that's awesome to show the diversity that there's always going to be the common ground when it comes to kids. It doesn't matter if you're government, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, purple, green, it doesn't matter where you come from, the common ground should always be protecting kids. That's our next generation, right? So is that, is that what you mean, Sean, when you say that's what we're trying to do? Just yeah. trying to protect the kids. Trying to protect kids. And it's cool that it was started by a guy from Ottawa, which we harp on the East so much. And and then it, to be the Muslim community that's putting their foot forward, it's like, that's pretty cool. Like, to me, yeah. and I, once again, there's a whole bunch of things with all the different faiths, and they'll get into their own. But on a simple thing, like just children, protecting them, let's all march together peacefully. We're not there to destroy anything. We're just there to show Lloyd, like, hey. There's a group of us that really want things to go the way Saskatchewan's trying to push, and other provinces, I might add. You know, Ontario is uh, another one that put their forward, New Brunswick, right? This isn't just Saskatchewan. I live in Alberta now. I'd like Premier Daniel Smith to see what's going on and really make some moves here. Um, let's talk about what's happening on the... You said you have Saskatchewan government on board. Are the schools... like? Well, let's talk about what's going to happen that day. Let's, let's start with what's going to happen on September the 20th. Tell us... What, so what happens? We're encouraging um, kids to, parents to pull their kids out of school. Um, and uh, it's a school walkout essentially. Bring your kids. And um, we're planning to meet around the City Hall area. We're just ironing out all those details. But City Hall area around 10 o'clock in the morning. By 10.30 we will have a very short program. We want to be super respectful of the fact that you know people are leaving work to come to this. and. And so a short program, and then by 11 o'clock on the nose, we will be leading a march um, down Highway 16 and back the other side. And then afterwards, we just want to have a time of fellowship. So there's going to be some music played, um, some lunch, as long as we have food. <laughs> we have food donated, thank you, uh, for everyone who has donated. Um, but uh, we're going to do a little bit of food and um, some kids' games and whatnot, but just a time to, to get together. Okay, um, so do you, you mentioned Saskatchewan government is on board, so the schools obviously know about this? 
Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I guess I just look at it when the, when the Saskatchewan government comes out and makes this policy. Oh, I see. I thought, I thought, you, I thought you meant they were on board with the march. Oh. Like, they, they knew they what have was been happening. Sent, they have been sent invitations, and I'm sure that they are... It has gone so global. I just mean in the middle of in the middle of COVID, when I was talking to when we talked to Garth and Colleen, because for the kids' sake, actually reached out to both, had meetings with both. Mm -hmm. It was very like, you know, I'm getting yelled at from both sides. I just want to kind of do this, right? And uh, in this one, you've brought up the number, uh, you know, the percentage of people that are for it. Uh, I just look at it and I go, if I'm a politician, I can actually come out and speak to this one and be relatively supported by the population because the population is saying yes. And then on top of that, the government literally came out with saying, we're going to protect parental rights. Well, this walks about parental rights and protecting kids. So do the schools here know? You sent them a letter. Have you, do you got any reply or anything like that? We, we, I've sent emails out to all uh, representatives of government and um, the school boards and the, the schools, and I have not received anything back yet. Okay. Have you received any reply from any government officials? No. So you're not, at this time, you're not aware of anybody, Mayor Alvarez, calling coming or, out. Yeah. or even anybody. Have you? I would, I, would, I would encourage them to come yes. up. Yes. I would encourage. Or have you sent federal invitations as well? Shan Stubbs and yes. Rosemary. I can't. I can't. Miranda certainly has. I certainly haven't. This uh, is a team effort. <laughs> right. <laughs> we focus on like you know we're trying to get the word out as as much as we can and but yeah. It's... Well, and for for a lot of us, coming out publicly and being like yeah we're going to do a march isn't something that we do on a daily basis. Like this mm -hmm. is, I can't I can't speak for the entire for kids sake group. I can speak for myself. I I uh, certainly do a show and and love talking to different people from all walks of life and. And certainly I've got myself in some hot water, Kurt. But never, you know, I, I protested twice in my life. I had a guy named uh, Brian Peckford on, former premier of uh, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. And he would said if we protested five weekends in a row and had, you know, X amount of the population, that uh, the mandates would come off. That was his thought back then. And so I went to my first protest in Edmonton. I didn't even know what the heck it was. I was kind of like, okay, I'm here. This is weird. I don't even know what I'm doing. And the second one was when the convoy left from Lloyd. And I thought it was really cool to be in our own community and see people I knew and be like, oh, okay. Because it's a very outing thing to come to something like that, right? A very revealing. Most of us can agree with something and then just go about our work day. They can turn on the Kurt Price Show, the Sean Newman podcast, and agree or disagree with what we do. But it's very, from the comfort of their, their, their place. And so something like this is very, like, revealing. Like, you're literally coming out, even though it's to protect kids, and I don't think it's anything too crazy i know <laughs> i know sitting here i still feel a little hesitant of like but i still got to come out and i still got to march around the city and i still got to possibly face you know people unhappy with me because i want to do something like that and so we encourage people to come out because it's very difficult and if you're in a position of the mayor or federal or provincial spots they represent all people and i get that and so I encourage them to come out because I know how hard it is for me to get out the door and for us to be like, okay, are we actually doing this? Are we actually going to, you know, answer a call from a guy out in Ottawa saying, hey, we're going to march on September 20th in the morning and we want your kids to come and we want to make a show of it. And you're like, it's, it's, you're outing yourself. And that's, um, yeah, for like a lot of people, that's difficult. It's not comfortable. Yeah. And, like, you know, to do this and put yourself out there. But when you feel that tug on your heart, and that conviction that you just can't ignore. I mean, for me, it's myself, it's being obedient to God's call on my heart. And 
I just think, you know, when you feel that, you have to act on it. Yeah, so. like when I helped organize the convoy and left from here, um, there was no inviting politicians because the, the understanding is is that they have to remain neutral in, in some aspects of, of, of protests in life. So I never put out that invitation to them then I, and I would not want them to be put in that position. But this is something that I think everybody can get behind, whether you're federal government down to just us doing this here in Little Lloyd Minister, this is something everybody should get behind because this is kids then the only people that the kids have to protect them are us adults parents grandparents community so well, and if anyone isn't familiar with what soji soji one two three the arc foundation all of these um names and what this curriculum is all about i just encourage you don't take it from us no it's literally on government it's, websites it's, it's on it's... their websites and i will share with you as well a link you can put in the show notes too um a lady from a uh, teacher, former teacher from Saskatchewan, actually goes into a two and a half hour in-depth um, discussion on how it's showing up in the curriculum and specifically what SOGI, SOGI123 and the ARC Foundation are. So for anyone wanting to learn, the information is out there. Yeah. And I encourage them to go look because once you learn some of these things, it's, wow. you can't turn a blind eye. So you, you mentioned you want parents to pull the kids out of school. Do they just keep the kids home that day? Yeah. Is that or? Yeah. yeah, the idea is to, and it would be great. It would be great considering we know how many are registered across Canada and involved. I mean, it would be great to see the numbers of how many actually uh, were absent from school that day. It, it just speaks volumes to just uh, how many our students themselves would also be standing up to this because there's a lot of students in in the middle school to high schools that are are not comfortable with this Lumsden was one of them I mean Lumsden only came out because of a, of, of a high school student not being comfortable and I mean high school students generally you know things go over their head and they don't really pay much attention in classes it is but when you got high school students that are coming home going like this made me so so uncomfortable this was not okay for me I mean I would, I would love to see just how many students would walk out and not be not be okay with this and stand up to this as well, not just the adults. Well, Sean, and you can speak to the Lumsden incident. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. How much have you heard of Lumsden, Kurt? Um, let's put it this way. I learned things from those carts. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. things I never would have heard, like, I never would have known. Yeah. Not, I always, not in a million years. I don't, I don't know about you, I, but... And I never want to learn them, I, I, to be simple, uh, to be honest. I played Cards Against Humanity, right? It's a dark card game. You know, you have a few laughs at an adult party, you know. But there's cards in that A to Z that were I've never even heard of, never yeah. seen of in Cards Against Humanity. Well, and like coming from radio, right? Yeah. I spent 20 years in radio. If I said those words on the air. Oh, my goodness, right? I'd have been fired in a heartbeat. There would have been letters, you know, more, you know, there would have been letters out, out the yin-yang. Well, and so my my brain always goes, maybe it's a one-off, you know? Like, if it's just a one-off. Like, I, no, and then it starts coming out. No, it's happened in um, BC, what is it, for the last six years? Now they got Soji in all 60 school divisions. Yeah. Alberta, you got it in at least six now. And you've seen people who, so when the Lumsden story came out, then people started posting where they found the cards. And it's happened at least twice in Alberta, right? So Saskatchewan, twice in Alberta. And then multiple times, PC said, well, this has been going on now for six years because it's been happening all over the place. And so you're like, okay, so we can't just turn a blind eye and act like this isn't happening. Maybe it's not happening in Lloyd, that'd be great. I don't want it to happen in Lloyd. I hope it's not happening anywhere near here. 
Um, but the fact remains, it's starting to happen. And as it increases and nobody puts an end to it, chances are it will happen more. And then, you know, like, kids are a funny thing. If you don't say that's wrong, then they have the possibility of thinking, well, it must be right. Like, and I just go to those easy sex cards, man. They made me blush. Well, and I, I, I can agree with you, Kurt. Like, I've done a lot of things on air, and I've said, discussed a lot of things and everything else. I've lived in a hockey dressing room for 26 years. Well, and then tack on senior, which senior might even be worse. You know, so majority of my life, and I'd never heard. Well, like, and kids are conditioned and programmed that teachers are teachers. When a teacher tells you something, yeah. that's the <clears throat> end all to be all. I mean, they know what they're talking about. They went to school. They're supposed to be teaching you the information that shapes and forms you into adulthood right like whether it's a to z or math or 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 writing or reading like teachers your parents tell the tell their kids you know and teachers are there to teach you the information so when they start hearing these things and seeing these cards like like well that was the toughest thing for a lot of the parents is there was a teacher in the room with planned parenthood and they just didn't whether they didn't notice or they didn't or they're caught in this trap of like but if I do speak out against it, then I'm fired because, you know, this is supposed to be correct. Like, you can just see, like, how so many so many of us get trapped in our organization. And so, you know, it was Planned Parenthood. And they, they st like, when you read all the comments after they get booted, they were upset they were booted. And they yeah. were like, yeah, we have yeah. these cards. And it might have been an oops that they were in there, but they're part of what we do. And you'd be surprised what kids find on the Internet. And it's like, well, I'm not encouraging my kids yeah. to go deep down the rabbit hole of the Internet. Man, there's some bad things out there. I'm on the Internet every day, and I wouldn't see those things come up. Right? I mean. You have to dig pretty dark to get those cards. You would. You yeah. would. Um, but they, they keep saying it's, it's that that wasn't being taught. That that they were just you know right. So it was, on a, a, it was it was on a it was on a side table. So, yeah. So there was two classes taught that day, and and people can go listen to this. Um, I interviewed one of the moms, and it was Charla Sebastian. <clears throat> there was there was cards on it. And there was things on a side table. So they had Planned Parenthood come in and give, uh, you know, they're nothing too crazy talking about condoms and you know sex ed. In the first class, nothing happened. The second class, they had 15 extra minutes at the end. And so they started just, you know, doing different things. And one of them was having the kids read off these A to Z sex cards. And so they said only one kid grabbed one of the packages, but that turned out to be a lie. It was multiple. They said only one kid asked about it. Well, I don't know how you slice that, but it sounds like multiple kids had to read these out. And what Charlotte told me is her son is a hockey player and whatever else. So they kind of made a joke of it as grade nine boys would. You know, I can see being a grade nine kid and being told about, you know, a pearl necklace and trying to make fun of that and whatever else. And you're getting into the high school ages, and I get there's a lot going on there. But there's also things in there that even a grade nine or a grade 12 or would never think of. Like, I mean, just like, what? And it, on and on it went. And, you know, and then they each got handed out a pamphlet. And the pamphlet had some stuff in there with Soji-style material in there, talking about gender and different things. And you just go as a parent, like, I'm not okay with any of that. And so grade nine, extra time at the end, they, they add a little bit in, and the added in bit is like, well, it makes us all raise our eyes to the point where a province has said no third parties in anymore, right? That's how bad it was. Well, paused that. They paused it. And in fairness, I think it's a pause for the school year. The problem is, is they're getting sued and they're getting sued by a giant law firm. And so you go like, well, how long can the government hold up? I don't know. When it comes to certain things, they seem like they can hold out an awful long time for this. I have no idea. So. 
people need to get out, show their support of the government, mm -hmm. because a little poll, although it gives me encouragement, um, you know, it doesn't make me go, oh, gee, this will never come back in ever again. What What's the goal? Like you mentioned, it's to, you know, show some support for the Saskatchewan government. What do you hope to achieve? I mean, I, I know our group hopes to achieve going back to the ways things used to be, the basic sex, sexual education in schools, where it's, you know, your one single health class, because that's the other problem with SOGI, is that um, it's not just a single class health wellness type class. They're instituting aspects of the entire gender ideologies and sexual orientations into every class, from English to phys ed to social studies to science. It's in every class in some aspect. And so, Number one goal would definitely be to at least get it out of all classes. Um, getting it right out of the schools would be great, um, and getting it back to uh, you know the basic um, ed sex education that you know we all kind of grew up with, and I mean we all did fine, and uh, so that for us is is what we would like to see is is going back to just being reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? So. That's placing that power back into the parents' hands. You know, I'm not interested in co-parenting with the government. No. You know, and letting um, parents decide when they know the maturity of their children, when they're ready to hear this information, and what information they want them, you know, sharing with them. So I think that's huge. This, and for anyone, again, who doesn't know what this is about, just really take that dive and, and look into it. You can... It's all, like you said, on the internet. And I, I would just say, as for the march, like, my hope is we get people out. Like, mm -hmm. A, you know, like, I'd hate to just be out there by myself, so I hope people will come support. Um, two, I hope it's a sign to just kind of peek everybody's, like, what's going on today? Because, you know, like, to me, if it's what, for kids' sake, kind of helps to do is just, like, give you some information. And if you can get read the information and be like, oh, man, then maybe you'll come support what we're trying to do. And so it's a show of a show to the government one, but it's a show to Lloyd Minster too. We want people to understand. Like I listen to these two ladies talk, and I'm like, man, first time I ever heard Soji was like eight months ago maybe, and I laughed. I was like, okay, right. And then you know it just keeps coming and it keeps coming and it just won't go and it will not go away. And um, I think for a lot of listeners, maybe it's the first time they ever heard of it. They're like, it can't be can't be anything there and so we just hope that they'll start pulling on the thread because it's their kids too and and you just start to see what it is and and whether you're okay with it or not okay with it that's for them to make the decision we're not i'm not here to steer that yeah, ship right yeah, like, like i want it to be made very clear that neither of these groups are 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 against the lgbtq plus community in any way um you know again it comes down to personal choice you do you we do us but we're not pushing our ideals as heterosexuals um, on our children in the schools and, and therefore neither should the other side. This, this comes down to personal choice within the home between parents and their children. So I want to make that very clear. This event is not out there to bash the LGBTQ. 2SL plus. Yes, whatever. Uh, sorry, not... not but yeah, it's not for that reason. It is simply to um, put the decisions and the knowledge back into the parents' hands of when their children should learn this and how. The argument, of, of course, against it would be, well, you mentioned going down rabbit holes. If kids don't learn this in school, maybe they learn darker stuff on the internet. Sean, what's, what's, what do you say when people say that? 
Yeah, well, like where if the if the kid where where can kids learn about about what about their sexuality? Well, they have what's called sex ed class. This is more than just sexuality. Yeah, yeah and when people is, dig into that and they see what is being taught, it's way more than. It, it's it's there, there's I wish I could bring it. I sh you know, we should have brought some material of just the picture and showing how, you know. You're assigned birth, okay, you're male or female, but then you can choose what you identify as, and then it goes on and on and on, Kurt. It's like, as a grown-ass adult, I don't understand a single thing they're talking about. You know, when, when we have people that can't tell me what a woman is, right? <laughs> I'm like, listen, I... Science is still science. Yeah, in the end, I'm like, at the end of the science. day, schools are there, <clears throat> they're, they're, whether we, like, want to admit it or not, uh, school systems, the teachers are in a position of authority over our children. Totally fine with it. They got it. They got to teach them some things that are going to better them on in life. When we start getting into this weird world where, as an adult, I can't understand it anymore. Like I just, and then they'll go, "Well, you're just getting old, or whatever." I go, well, "I don't know, Kurt. Do you understand it?" Yeah, you're not in the demographic that matters, Sean. That's that's what they say. Sure. So then they go, "Okay, so the world has changed." That's what they right. keep saying. Yeah. But are 30 percent of kids? Now identifying as LGBT2SL+. And are they only identifying And are we allowed to say they're kitties and different things like that and have and litter boxes at school and now allow men into women's uh, sports, bathrooms, etc.? And, and as adults, are we okay with that? I'm not okay with that. And is that only happening because of what's being put into their into their brains, right? Kids are very impressionable, especially in these younger ages, the K to, K, K to grade 6. That's a very impressionable young age. And, you know, like, I, I mean, I can tell, I can brainwash my kid to believe that the sky is actually purple if I really wanted to, but that's not the reality of it, right? And so part of the problem is, 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 is this new world and new uh, ideologies is it truly as big in the schools as as the, you know the, that community would lead us to believe or is it is it that they're making it that big in the schools and and confusing the kids and I think that that's the very fine line that's being walked here uh, what's the response been like great Excellent. great I think great. Yeah. yeah people are grateful that we're doing this yeah. I, I do want to add to this before I forget that we are encouraging nothing but a peaceful march. Um, Absolutely. Our group has always um, is always really encouraged, you know, doing things peacefully, respectfully, and with love. And that is that goes for this march as well. So I just really wanted to make sure that we emphasize that too. Are you finding there's a lot of people that um, don't know this is happening? Yeah. Well, what's being taught in schools? Both. Yes. What's been going on? Even in the news, with um, like like if you have, if you're not looking for it, if you're not looking for it, yeah. and when we say 82 percent of people believe, you know that it shouldn't be taught in school, and parents have the right to know. That's mostly the 82 percent. Parents have the right to know. When we're talking about people, those people are are, are looking for that. Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yep. If you're not looking like, for it, I don't think you would know. Like, are they aware? I don't think you would know that the, the depths and the in-depth uh, that they're actually going to with this, and unless you actually look. because Well, the 10% seems louder to me. And, and the 10% has been louder for a very long time. Because, yeah. It's because of the fear, right? The 82%, it's the fear of crossing that 
racism line, right? If you speak out against this, you're automatically an LGBTQ plus basher. You're automatically against that whole community. And that is not the case. It is, it is so not the case. We have many groups, including um, Gays Against Grooming. Um, we have many LGBTQ um, Q plus communities that are actually involved in this march because this this what's going on in our schools and getting deeper and deeper and deeper is is even beyond what they're okay with so I think that people need to stop being afraid of having an opinion I think that people need to stop being afraid of speaking what their truths are without worrying about offending others just because they say they're offended and I so, don't blame parents that don't know anything about no. this because I think for a long time myself included, I trusted, you know, I trusted the institutions yeah. on, on many different realms, but you know, you trust that they go to school and they're in good hands and they're being taught what they need to learn. I didn't read the curriculum. Do you know what I mean? So I don't blame parents that have never taken a dive into knowing what SOGI or SOGI 123 or the ARC Foundation, any of that is. But once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. And also for myself, can't turn a blind eye. And maybe that's the lesson now, right? Mm -hmm. Is, is that, you know, COVID has forced so much in, into our lives. The economy is crashing. Parents are working two and three jobs or working 16 to 18 hours. You know, um, it, it's tough to find the time to be so involved in your kid's education as to read even curriculum. And a lot of it's being hidden. Like there's key, there's, there's key words um, that you've got to look for, you know, and, and so sometimes you know you read something over and it sounds innocent enough but then when you go digging and you jump down that rabbit hole whoa that's not what i understood it to be and i think that's definitely where a lot of us um jump into this is that like i just thought like sean said you know condoms stis you know abstain as much as possible like that's what I grew up in sex ed with and I think that's I was bashful at that and mm -hmm. I was bashful at that like when they brought out the banana and the condom like I mean it was like oh my gosh right and I think that that's what parents have expected has just continued in the schools and so I definitely like Tara said I don't blame parents but now is the time for the awareness that it's time to look deeper it's time to make sure you know what your kids are learning and we can't change what we don't acknowledge that's right right so we need to acknowledge this is happening and yes maybe it's not happening right here in Lloydminster, but it is two and a half hours away. Well, that was going to be my next yeah. question is like, because people say, well, this doesn't really affect me. Because I, I hear that a lot. Well, yeah, it doesn't really affect me. Do we know this is happening in Lloyd? Well, SOGI, there's a pilot program of SOGI 123 in six different school divisions in Alberta. And it's in all 60 school divisions in British Columbia. It is not in Saskatchewan, but there is content there in the is curriculum. There is content. And this yeah. lady that I will give a link to um, goes into depth on that. For it's a and you have to what's happening in Saskatchewan. Yes. And you, and you have to ask yourself, do we have to wait until it gets to Saskatchewan yes. to finally act? Or can we just act before it happens? That way we can just... 100%, you know, Sean. We don't want it to come. That's why no, we're here. I don't, need, I don't need this to come, you know. Like, I just don't need this to come before I act. I can, there, you know. There, there are some, like Tara said, there are some lines that have already been crossed in Saskatchewan schools. Um, and there are some things that have been brought into Saskatchewan schools that might not be soji just yet. Mm -hmm. But they're this close, you know. And, and so, yeah, like Sean said, why? Let, we're not waiting. We're, we're, that door is being closed right now before that happens. So for parents that want to take part in this, can they pre-register? Like, like how, how do no. you find out how many people are coming? Sort we don't of? know, honestly, until that day. Um, we're, all the information is being communicated through our Facebook group, so we can link that group here as well. 
um, and they're more than welcome to join our Substack. We will be sending out um, another at least one, maybe two more emails before the event, just giving updates. Um, so that's how we're communicating as of right now. So we can link both of those, but no, there is no pre-registration. Yeah. Yeah, and if anyone's willing, wanting to help out, donate, do anything to help with it in any way, again, uh, you can go to uh, for the kids' sake on Facebook and uh, get in touch with them for that as well. And for your group, uh, Family Faith Freedom, wh where do you guys? So we are uh, currently working on a website, and um, we do have a Facebook page that should be up and running soon. Um, we've just until recently have kind of stayed in the shadows um, a lot of our members because they're uh, very um, high profile in the community we have stayed very quiet and private in the shadows um, me doing the convoy was already enough exposure as it was so why did you get pushback on that um, yeah yeah absolutely I actually ended up having to actually move outside the city of Lloyd Minister um, due to vandalism and harassment and stuff after I returned so Okay, that's embarrassing. Um, is there anything I'm forgetting to ask? No, I, I, I just want to hop in real fast so I don't forget this, but I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that's, uh, uh, I admire that. And um, because this isn't, this isn't an easy subject, as easy as I think the two ladies talk about it. I'm like, uh, I just, you know, like, it's, I just want to go. I, I haven't watched much CFL this year, but I see your bobblehead there, and I'm like, I just want to turn on the Sask Rough Riders game and, and, and just do that. I want, to, I want to take a road trip. Yeah, you know, I feel I'd like me and Kurt could have a little bit of fun with that. We could probably uh, raise a bunch of money for town and just go and, and you know. But I had uh, somebody the other day make a joke, a business owner, and I know he was being kind, but he said, oh, here comes Sean saving the world again. And I'm like, I'm not trying to. Like, I just, you know, I just see something. And like Tara says, when you, when you, when you start to go down and you just see it going on, it's like it pulls at you. But so it's one of the things I'm just like, well, we got to talk about it. I don't know how else we do this but to talk about it. But uh, to have us on, Kurt, I do appreciate that because, I don't know, maybe everybody will love that we were on or maybe you'll get some blowback. I don't know how it works on your end. I know on my end it's always an interesting little um, thing, the, the phone line and, and some of the texts that come through. And so I admire you taking a step out and, and talking about something that's going on here in Lloyd that's going to be a little bit controversial whether we want it to be or not. Well, and I appreciate your guys' patience with me because – I don't have children, so this is all new to me. Like, I have nieces, I have nephews. Of course, I'm concerned for them, but if parents watch out for them, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. But I appreciate your guys' patience with me because a lot of it has to be explained to me directly because I don't, I don't. It's not that I don't have a dog in this fight. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm wondering about this, and for God's sake, how much of my tax dollars go to? sending your kids to school when right. I don't have kids right. to go to school. Right. So I should know something about it. My dollars are going towards that anyway. Right. But I appreciate your patience uh, with me in regards to that. But I do just want to make sure that I haven't, like, I haven't cut you off anywhere or... No. no, I want to say thank you as well. It, it is, it's important for us to get this message out. and We're trying to do that in all the ways that we know, but um, something like this just is one more piece of the puzzle that helps, so thank you. And, you know, it's, it's not always easy to do what's right. And um, I just encourage people to, you know, not ignore this and just do their homework on what this is about. And encourage them to, you know, yeah. even though it's it's easier to stay home or not pull your kids out that day or whatever, it's really important that we have a voice in this. And also, just um, 
like you mentioned, if there is anyone that wants to volunteer, if they reach out to any one of us, um, we can definitely use the help. Um, and yeah, I think that was it. Am I missing anything? No, and, and again, I just, I want to make it very clear that this is, this is not convoy, this is not mandates, this is not COVID, this is none of that. This is, this is simply, this is about putting parental rights back in place with with your children you know it doesn't matter if, if you're a gay couple with children lesbian couple with children straight couple with children the fact of the matter is is that our children are being sexually groomed in these schools with these kind of programs and I mean let's just call a spade a spade and so I, I thank you so much because yeah it shouldn't be a controversial issue we should all want the best for our children and I don't think that these paths that Soji and a few other things that I, I don't think these are the paths that anybody wants their children going down no matter what walk of life you're from thank you all for being here Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with you tomorrow. And as uh, Sean had mentioned, we just want to talk sports. We're going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> we are going to be joined by Brad Riella, the new coach of the Lloyd Mr. Bobcats. And we're going to meet the man who is leading the uh, Bobcats team here in Lloydminster. And we'll find out what he is all about tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, here at the new Lloydminster Nissan.